Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Ben and Jason here. Um, today, what we're going to be doing is continuing our listing presentation series and talking about marketing. And Jace, let's uh, hide out in the open to use one of my great terminologies that I love to use, <laughs> is, that, um, is that one of the most feared questions in real estate is actually not, not how much is your fee? It is how are you going to market my property? It's funny whenever I'm in listing presentations and uh, an agent gets asked questions about price or what's the value of my home or what's the market doing or the CMA or fee or anything like that, they jump straight into it and they've got no fear in answering the question, be it right, wrong or otherwise. And when it comes to marketing, they kind of give me a little nudge and look over quietly and say, what do I say here? Because as you say, you know, the reality is that when it comes to marketing, what do a lot of agents do? Well, mate, the first thing that you've got to come to the reality is is that I, I hate sitting down in front of people that have a false perception of reality in the sense that, oh, I've got this great marketing strategy where I, you know, I list the property a little bit lower than market value and we always get multiple offers and it's just so great and all of this type of stuff. You know, like, oh, we've got, you, you know, we've got international buyer pool, you know, we've got offices in China, you know, all this stuff is that, guys, you've got to steer away from that and, and, and lean into the discomfort of the fact that you don't have a difference to anybody yeah. nothing at all i was in okay. a listing presentation about a month ago and an agent who remained nameless on a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar property was talking about putting in the wall street journal and this that and the other and i thought hang on a second yeah please make sure that agent remains nameless yeah <laughs> just, what's like what's where's your approach going here on a four hundred fifty thousand dollar home and, and and how are you actually going to commit to that and what reality what difference is it going to make it's yeah. anyway i can ramble on well, so, well, let's talk concept first of all, and let's make sure that we get to a point of the fact that is that getting some understanding and some mindset belief around this. It's interesting, um, guys, we're not the greatest people to comment in respect to a United States-based podcast because Jason and I have grown up in Australia and in the real estate industry there where we actually get a seller to pay separately for the marketing. So the way that we usually put it to somebody is the fact that, you know, you when you go and get your car serviced, you pay for the service and then you pay for the parts separately, the marketing would be the separate parts um, obviously because the real estate commissions are a lot um, are a lot less in Australia not to mention as well is that there is no buy side of the commission it certainly makes a, a it causes a factor of the fact that going down the path of the marketing conversation a seller is always expected to uh, or here the seller is always expecting an agent to pay for it now Guys, there's a couple of things that is wrong with this, and if we could change our mindset and our mentality to some degree, and again, whether or not you agree with this or you don't, there's going to be some concepts here today that you could trial out there in the field, but one of the reasons that I truly believe that we have a much better success rate with auction than what we do traditional listings, it's actually upwards of 60%. We are more likely to get a property sold if it goes through auction than what it does traditionally, and I truly believe that one of the things is the financial commitment that they've got to make up front, whilst it being very, very tight with the $250 administration fee and then the home inspections and 
and the reports that typically have to happen on a property. For example, in Oregon, it's a lot more expensive to go to auction than what yeah. it is to go to auction down here in California. Same with Reno, with a few different yeah. things that happen. You know, Hawaii as well, it's a lot more expensive. Um, and I believe that that financial commitment is one of the real reasons that we have such a great success rate. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, and again, coming from our backgrounds, Ben, in Australia, and, and we use this terminology a little bit, is that it's it's important, I believe, for the seller to have a small amount of skin in the game. You know, they need to be committed to the process. They've chose you as the agent, the representative, for a particular reason, and it's important that they, uh, they commit to you. And um, part of having skin in the game is spending a bit of money as far as marketing or a bit of money as far as process, and it's not a, an extreme amount. And here in the U.S., obviously, it comes down to a home inspection and things like that, which is, you know, no, no more for the most part on about $600. No, exactly right. So uh, let's go through a couple of different concepts in respect to the marketing side of things. First of all, Jace, I, I love tying marketing back into the process because one of the things that I, I enjoy saying when people go, well, how are you going to market? market the property it's that well how are you going to list the property what process do you believe that is the best way at the moment from the discussions that we've had previously about auction or traditional which way would you be leaning to at the moment well you know we'll be looking at more traditional well guys that, that's not a conversation about how we're going to market your property then it's more about price because the best property in the world mr and mrs seller will remain unsold based on price and and the way that i put it to you mr and mrs seller is let's say that we put a hundred thousand dollars on the table and so I'm going to spend $100,000 on marketing your property. You know, we might as well light that $100,000 on fire if, in fact, the price for your property is wrong. Because regardless of where we market it, the property will not appeal to the right number of people. And that's where we come back into the process, which is the first catalyst of what you're going to do in order to market your property. So, you know, that's one of the things that, that there's one of the concepts, listeners, is that of what you need to actually take into consideration, first of all, is what process that they are going to use. Because if it is traditional, it just comes back down to price. Because, you know, the regular avenues of putting a property on the MLS and letting it syndicate through to the websites, if the price is correct, then ultimately, everyone's going to be able to look at it. And understanding as well with the sellers is that we either outprice or outprofile your competition in the marketplace. And one of the things that I love saying is that Mr. and Mrs. Seller, when it comes to marketing your property, your home is never on the marketplace in isolation. It is always on the marketplace in competition with other people out there. So when it comes to marketing your property, we can either outprice or we outprofile the other people that you're in competition with, the other properties that your home is in competition with. Now, I do need to point out for a second, and I'm not biased towards auction, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, because I'll support whatever decision you make, because remember, it's not about auction or traditional, it's whether or not I have a job today. But I will say this, is that in traditional real estate, we always need to consider price. So let's talk about price for a quick moment, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, when it comes to the marketing of your property, because the price is the key element, as I've mentioned a number of times already. If we price your property at a price that might be a little bit ambitious in the beginning, it only takes seven days for the entire marketplace to see your home. And Zillow have brought out those statistics that a property starts to decline in respect to the inquiry and the level of people that are viewing that property just after seven days. Now, after that seven days, naturally, then if we were going to stay at top of mind awareness, we would need to do a price reduction. Now, the first price reduction would then be the, the smallest price reduction because we don't want to leave money on the table and we want to see whether or not it just sparks the interest. So therefore, we would do that price reduction if we were being very, very aggressive and doing it within the first seven days or after the first seven days. 
And then with the, the statistic is that it only boosts the activity and the eyes and the, and the, and the people that are looking at those, that property for three days. So if you really wanted to look at being the most efficient traditionally listed property in the marketplace and being the best marketed property out there, because letting all of the marketing that we do cut through because it's nothing to do with price, we would have to do a reduction after our first one every three days to keep you at top of mind awareness and keep you at peak level interest on your property. And that comes back down to another thing that we've already mentioned, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, is that I have an opinion of value on your home. Whilst it might be an educated one, you have one as well. An appraiser can have one. Anybody can have one. But unless we are willing to write a check for the value that comes out of our mouth, our opinion does not count. Therefore, we've got too many variables in the conversation that all lead back to the factor is, is the best property in the world remain unsold based on price regardless of the marketing that happens on it. So getting them to understand, guys, if I break right out of role play, Jace, add, add anything that you want to additionally hear, but getting them to really understand that it comes back down to price and process, guys. So in your agenda, you've gotten to the marketing section of things. What you are actually providing with marketing is a peace of mind. And I truly believe is that on our previous podcast that we went through, we went through the, the calendar of sale. I truly believe that you could tie that into the marketing efforts that go into the property itself. Okay, so really setting the stage there. Another quick line that I really love to use when it comes to talking about marketing as well is that Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you know, I, I, I could uh, tell you that we could just simply put a signboard up out the front of your home. We could we could put um, we could put you on Zillow and Truly and on the MLS, uh, and your home could get sold. But without an actual plan and how we execute all of those things, you know, I could dig you a pool in the backyard as well with a spoon. It'd just take me a lot longer and you probably wouldn't get the desired outcome that you're looking for. It's the same with listing your property, you know, uh, and and making mention of the marketing side of, the, of, of, of everything, guys, is hiding out in the open yet again in respect to marketing and, and saying to them also, you might want to preempt the conversation with that Mr. Mr. Seller, if you were to line up the 10 local agents and, and ask them how they were going to market your home, they might be able to come out and articulate something a little bit different or something that might sound better but the reality is that we all will do the exact same thing in order to get your property sold because 95% of all real estate was purchased through the online portals being either the MLS, Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, um, Realtor.com, all of these ones that your property will be marketed on regardless of whether you go with myself or any other agent, that is actually standard. Don't let them tell you that that's anything that's revolutionary. It's not about whether how your property is, is um, where it is marketed. It's about once it's captivated the attention of the marketplace that people are looking is how the process will help us in order to get the desired outcome. Anyway, that's me rambling um, in respect to getting that mindset correct in respect to the word marketing. Because I don't think you should use marketing. I think you should use the terminology peace of mind. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that's rambling at all. I think you're touching on pretty key points and 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 not to be blunt, but it's, you know the, the difference between our marketing and any other company's marketing is nothing. That's right. It's process. It's price. It's how we Correct. go about the business. That's the most important part of it all. And I think that you're touching on some key elements there. And, and, and as I mentioned before, guys, you can't be biased towards it because you need to let them make their own decision if it's not an expired listing or somebody you've already spoken to auction about or they've approached you about auction. If it's just a, you know, a sphere or a farm area listing presentation, then you need to give everybody all the options. And now when you give them all the options, this is probably the one key point where you need to say to them, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I've got to be honest with you, is the factors are that auction will attract more people to your property and the more people that we have through will give you more peace of mind and not to mention as well, you'll have even further peace of mind if we have more leverage in the negotiation based on the volume of interest that we get to the front door of your home. You know, um, 
very very hard for me to articulate a graph that I usually do but if anybody could if anyone's good at visualizing in the marketing section of things I put two homes side by side I put I, I write a price of five hundred thousand dollars for a traditional listed property and I say the exact same home in the exact same area on the marketplace at the exact same time let's say that we used auction and a bidding to start from at four hundred thousand dollars now first of all we need to look at the comparison of both of these properties mr. and Ms. seller because what remember I said to you is that you either out price or out profile the competition that ultimately you do have on your property with other properties on the marketplace because your home isn't on the market in isolation it's on the market within competition so ultimately what I need to I'll show you is that how auction can make sure we get the highest volume of people through the front door of your property in comparison to traditional real estate. Now, let's say that your expectations or you wanted to price your property at $500,000. Naturally, one of the first things that a realtor will tell you is do it at $499 for a mental edge. I disagree with that. On a marketing perspective, at $499, if someone types in $500 to $550 in a price category outside of auction um, or, or traditionally, they're going to miss out on that property. So we need to use round numbers if we're going to list your property traditionally from a marketing perspective. However, let's write down the list of buyers that we can do. And I'd put this down the middle, guys. Two homes side by side. I put the price $500,000. I put the one with the word auction bidding to start from four hundred, dollars And I put them side by side. And down the middle, I write from $300, 350 400 450 500 550 600 650 700, 750, I write that all the way down the bottom and I show them, if your home's traditionally listed at say $500,000, if you use that round number, you are going to attract people that automatically don't have the money. So for example, you might say that common sense prevails and say the 450, the uh, sorry, the, the uh, sorry, yes, the 450, the 500 and the 550 groups of buyers will come through that home. I'm going to challenge that after decades of research and how people buy, is that if somebody has a budget of $450,000, they're not likely to come through a $500,000 property. And if somebody has a budget over the list price of that property, they're going to be looking at other properties that are more expensive in order to get more bang for their buck because the most common denominator in real estate is that the list price is negotiable. Now, what that causes us to do in a traditional sale is inflate the price and then it doesn't look like good value for money, which then affects any of our marketing efforts because remember, the best property in the world will remain unsold based on price regardless of the volume of marketing you do. So when I challenge that Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what I say is that you will see buyers between 470, 475, 480 that will look majority at your property. You might get some at 500, but they'll be looking at the 525, 530, 550 properties um, in order to get more bang for their buck. So automatically when you list your property, creating a negotiation down allow, allows you to inflate your expectations, to lose momentum, and then all of a sudden you're chasing the marketplace. Now if we use auction for an example. Everyone from $300,000 all the way to $750 for a property that's exactly the same as that traditionally listed other property will come through that home and have a look at it. They will consider it based on one, the word auction, okay, and two, the urgency of the time frame. But the thing I need to explain to you is you might say, well, why do I want people that don't have the money coming through my property? Well, the reality is, is they're people that we're creating a different marketplace. People ask me all the time, why do you get 50 plus percent more people through an auction property? It's because we create different marketplaces and different buyer pools. So therefore, people that would never have ever considered your property may look at it based on the chance of getting an opportunity. They fall emotionally in love with it. Yes, they put in a low offer, but 
but then we can negotiate with them up further and use them as leverage against other people. And then when they emotionally fall in love with that property, we've done our job in getting the most money out of them and, and getting them really entrenched into a property they would never have looked at if in fact there was a price on that home. So price and process really are the catalyst in order to, to have that peace of mind in respect to marketing Mr. and Mrs. Seller. So again, guys, that's really hard for me to articulate that graft. Um, but uh, I think you did a solid job. <laughs> You've been kind to me the last two podcasts. You're really picking up the ball and running with it. And I'm uh, able to sit here on the sidelines and just enjoy the show. But um, I think just two little things that I'd add in, in very brief summary is that we have, um, when I look at your graph here, Ben, you have a traditional process, which is there uh, only to attract around a very small marginal range of price. And then you have the auction process, which is designed to make the price point irrelevant Correct. and then provoke the market. So you have a price point on a very slim range, which is reactive to the market. And then you have a price point, which is irrelevant to provoke the market. I think they're the biggest differences. Yeah, agreed, mate. That's exactly, that's a good way of putting it. Um, the, the thing that I do want to venture down the path of though, and Jace, people might get a little bit angry with us doing this, but I really want to get won't be there. the first time. Yeah, it won't be the first time. Um, but uh, but I really want to I really want to get there. Is that I want to talk to the listeners about getting the seller to pay for some marketing. You know, even if it's a traditionally listed property and getting some hurt money out of them. Yeah. You know, getting them to pay maybe even for the photography, even oh. photography, maybe even doing you know one ad in the paper or 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 paying for some really nice brochures or something like that. Getting some hurt money out of them because one of the things that the thing that doesn't make logical sense to me and and I've used this a number of times in the United States, a number of times when we first got here, and I you know I've had sellers here in the United States write us checks for between fifteen, ten, five, seven thousand dollars worth of marketing when we first were here. And we really needed to get some exposure around the process. And we definitely don't have the budget to do that type of stuff. So it is a really good platform in getting your sellers to pay for some marketing to give them peace of mind that everyone's seeing it. But also, it's really great promotion for you. And I think that if we really use the thought process around it this way, is that if a seller says to you, well, no, you pay for the marketing then I've, I've always had the rebuttal, well, that's fine. Um, I'm happy to pay for the marketing. There's no problem at all. But please, if in, fact, if in fact I'm going to go out there and run the risk of you not accepting the marketplace if it turns up, then I want to put my name on the title in order to make the decision. If you sign over the right for me to make the decision in respect to whether or not you sell your home, I will pay for the marketing. And they're going to obviously say no to that. But then the rebuttal is, well, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, how could you ask me to spend my money, even then, even if it produces you the best result the market will pay, just to say, no, 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 I want more money, that isn't a smart decision from my perspective in order for allowing you to make a decision on my investment. And I think, you know, come up with a, an appropriate rate of fra- way, sorry, to frame this as well. But, um, you know, depending on the marketing spend, if you're going to do certain reports or certain publications or certain photographs or videos or drone or Matterport, those things certainly do add up. And then you also representing the seller doing your fiduciary duty, you don't want to be morally compromised as to the result. And so if you start to spend one, two, three, four, five thousand dollars on the property, you are morally compromised when a good offer comes forward or when an offer comes forward, irrespective of being good, bad or otherwise, uh, in order to get your cash back out of the property, this is let alone make point. money. You know, this you're morally compromised. This is a key, key, key point. I go through a case study because when I was selling real estate in Forest Lake in Australia, okay, 
um, it was really easy for me. My average marketing spend was like between three and a half and five thousand dollars. It wasn't a lot from our sellers because my price point was so low. People here listening, you know, guys, this was on two hundred and seventy thousand dollars properties, three and a half to five thousand dollars. Average spend average. in Australia for a seller for marketing for those US listeners would be be between what then ten to fifteen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ten to fifteen grand. Yeah, call it one to, one to two percent of the property value, yeah. um, depending on what area that you're in. But um, one of the things that we did because we were in a heavily discount marketplace and to compete with the discount brokerages what we did is that um, we would uh, start going through and paying for the marketing up front in order to get the business. And I stopped this very, very quickly. And the reason I do, and I tell, I used to tell people this story when I do marketing, I'd say, and they'd say, oh, well, well, that's way too much money for us to spend up front. No, we're not interested in doing that. I would go through and say to them, um, Mr. Marcelo, this I just want to point out to you that I actually did actually pay for people's marketing when I first started real estate, but I'd stopped that. I've stopped that now. While it was so much easier for me to have this conversation with you when I was paying for your marketing, I decided against it based on the fact that I have a fiduciary obligation to you and getting you the most amount of money possible because the one thing that I would do is that I would put that on my credit card and then I'd put another one on my credit card and I'd put another one on my credit card then I'd put another one on my credit card and all of a sudden I've got to make sure that I'm getting enough commission in order to pay off that statement before it starts getting interest on it. Now the thing that I will say to you is that when it came to the end of the month and me making sure that I can meet my credit card obligations, uh, do you think that I was looking out for the best interest of each one of my listings that I'd had on board? No, I was looking at which one I could smack in respect to price in order to get them to take an offer as quickly as possible so that I didn't run up the bill on my credit card any further. And that is where my moral compass took took a turn in the direction that I didn't want it to be. So therefore, we decided to make sure that we didn't have any any problems in respect to making sure that our fiduciary obligation of looking out for your best interest was always protected by making sure that we weren't leveraged. And I think to bring that back home as well, guys, here in the US, there are agents that I know of today, this week, right now, that are listing properties, uh, be it traditional or auction, that are getting the sellers to pay for photography. They Absolutely. are getting sellers to pay for a video and for certain marketing avenues. And we do have connections at the LA Times down in San Diego as well and up in the Northwest Canada. So if you are looking at extra publications for certain properties that might be appropriate and you want costings for that, just reach out to myself yeah. uh, or Ben or Heidi. We've got all of that information. That's no problem. Um, and we can get that to you. But I think it's certainly something to explore and to, to play with, obviously, this year, if that's something that you're looking to change in your business. I think one of the things that we could take a really good tactful approach here um, is that, hey, let's let's not be naive at the fact that we are in somewhere different and we've always been very conscious of that, hence the reason the auction process being you know created for this current marketplace here in the United States that's much different. We've got now our own bidding platforms and technology platforms with our auction platform that are customized here to the United States. So we're conscious of the fact that we're here and one of the ways that we might be able to customize this process in order to be better suited to you guys and getting more exposure for you as agents is going down the path of going down the path of maybe having a standardized base. So Mr. Miscellar, the cost of marketing that we go through, and, and this is the standard basis of what we go through. In order for me to do this, 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 it's going to cost me, and I will do this for you, roughly between four dollars and $5,000. Whatever it comes out to be is what you offer on a traditional basis, guys. Okay, um, now, anything over and above that, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if you would like this, it's this much, this, this much, this, this much, this, this much. Um, so therefore, what I would uh, what I would suggest that we do is the fact that if you were looking for any of these other avenues in order to market your property further, then these are the additional costings for yourself. And then you can see how on board they are with that. Um, because 
that's one of the ways that you can always do things, guys, is maybe even doing, maybe even getting them a little bit more committed and saying you might even reimburse them half of it if they do it in, um, in escrow, once the property is closed, you reimburse them in escrow half of what they choose to go with because then there's no, you need some hurt money out of them up front. Absolutely hurt money with them out, uh, uh, um, out of them up front in order to make sure they are committed to selling the property. Because I can guarantee you, guarantee you that the 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 five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand, two thousand dollars that it might cost some properties to go to auction goes through their mind in the expense that they've gone to um, in order to do this process when they are considering an offer that's in front of them with an auction process here in the United States. I believe it's a big catalyst in order to make sure that they're committed and they are motivated. But guys, enough about the marketing side of the business. That is how we would handle the marketing side of the agenda itself. Um, make sure you reach out to us if you have any questions on it, but look forward to you tuning into another, another episode of Rethink Real Estate very shortly. Thank you.